it's Monday. It's your girl Candy Kaylin. And your boy Showtime Show. And it's six o'clock, so it's time to pull up. Every Monday here on DFWIRadio.com, we talk sports news. Hip hop. We don't talk about people. We just give you the facts and uh, the truth. Mr. Shaw, it's another Monday. How was your week? It was cool, no complaints. You're so bored. Well, since your week was just cool with no complaints, I am sick of being in the house at this point and ready to return to the world. I ain't quarantined. Any day now, hopefully. So I have been at home doing what people do at home, um, being a troll. So we are, we last week we told you guys they were, we set up for the AFC NFC championships. AFC NFC championships have been decided. Kansas City is once again the AFC champions. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the NFC champions. Mr. Shaw, what did you think yesterday about the Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady matchup that was so highly discussed um, for the NFC championship? It was a classic. It. it. It was one that went down the history books. Tom Brady didn't have his best game. Um, let me take that back. He threw three picks, but for sure Mike Evans was blamed for one. It was off his fingertips. The second one, I don't know. The second one, I think Tom threw away, but then again, I think it was fourth down, so it really didn't matter. But uh, I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really want to knock Aaron Rodgers because we love him for what he can do. Right, and he's never had, let's say, the, the, the team and the coach that he needed to be as great as Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's team, you know, he got uh, he has a lot of big-time receivers over there. So, again, Aaron Rodgers working with uh, uh, Devontae Adams, and then that's it. So, it was just it was just, it was was a good game. I feel like we, we got to see two good games yesterday, and I only got to see the fourth quarter. Uh, the end of the third and the fourth quarter of Tampa Bay versus the Packers. So I, I didn't, I didn't even see the whole, the whole game, the whole entirety of the game. But I saw enough of the game to say, you know, like even with the the first half, I didn't, I didn't get to to the Bills and Chiefs until it was a uh, fourteen to nine, right? Like you know, I was preoccupied, like you know, I'm a new dad, so you know, we was up taking care of Ellie, spending time with Ellie. I wasn't downstairs, so um, I enjoyed what I saw, right? Like it was. NFL playoffs. It was the NFL playoffs exactly what they were, right? I was entertaining. I was exciting. Edge, you see, you know. Well, I so it was reversed for me. I saw the Buccaneers Packers game, and then I took a nap and woke up at the start of the third quarter. Um, and then I missed parts of it midway through because I feel like the third and fourth quarters were long because we were on an hour Zoom call with family in between the Chiefs and Bills game. So with the Buccaneers and Packers, I was – so the Buccaneers went up in the first half early, uh, and it wasn't looking – you know, it looked like it could be a blowout. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Um, he's never going to let his team be completely out of it, unless it's just a blowout out, out of his control. I felt like there were – I felt like Tom Brady did make um, some throws that were too high some that were behind his receivers um, that result, resulted in air interceptions. Aaron Rodgers had like three turnovers. 
early on. And the Buccaneers defense was something to talk about. Like the Buccaneers defense put put on a show in the first half. But the thing is, what Aaron Rodgers and any good quarterback understands and knows is that if you take, you know, seven minutes in a series, you're wearing the defense down because that's seven minutes that the defense was on the field. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the drive in the third quarter that was about seven minutes, I think, um, in the third kind of beat the Buccaneers' defense down, which gave them an opportunity to kind of get put the game closer than it was. Mm-hmm. I felt like that Aaron Rodgers was in the red zone um, on one one series. He was in the red zone, and there were two opportunities for me, in my opinion, that he had open field to run the football into the end zone. And I feel like it's the trying to play within these systems and not really giving quarterbacks an opportunity to be quarterbacks, to do what they kind of do and be the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like that hurt Green Bay. I feel like the – Field goal over attempting to put the ball in the end zone, got Green Bay beat. So ultimately, Tom Brady came out victorious. I still don't like Tom Brady, not even a little bit. But they are the first team that will be playing a Super Bowl in their hometown. So they will be playing a Super Bowl in Tampa, which minus the coronavirus year, I think would be beyond epic. Um, Because it's beautiful this time of the year that way still. Um, you know, uh, I I've always been a Tom Brady fan. You know, I knew that that Tom Brady was gonna lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. I knew it. I've been knowing it. You know, what I'm saying I seen it coming. I said the moment Tom Brady played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I've always been a fan. So you know, I'm just I'm just happy to have a quarterback like Tom Brady on my roster. You know, and he's showing his greatness. You know, he did something no other quarterback did. You know, one year in, boom, took another team to the Super Bowl. Right. At home, you know, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grateful that Tom Brady's my quarterback. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of malarkey, but you know, um, I'm not going to even like go there with you today because I feel like you are like BSing me. I'm but just saying, like, you, know, you are, you've always been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I, I always, can at least um, say that about you. I am, um, I, part to me. Hard to me would root like Tampa Bay has a lot of good things going for them right now. You know, shout out to Quentin Bell, who was a PV alum. And let's just talk about what, you know, kind of throw this in of what Deion Sanders is doing down at Jackson State, because traditionally, you know, people go to PV Jackson State in our era and everybody goes, OK, they just playing football like there's no chance of the NFL. And for us to have, you know, PV Prairie View at m University to have Lodge over in Cleveland, to have Quentin Bell over in Tampa Bay, and a young man to have an opportunity to play for a championship coming out of a program that at one point in time had the most losing record in college football, that's a testament to what the SWAC is possibly going to be able to do in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely rooting for him as a young man, and I'm rooting for what Dion is doing at Jackson State to shift the narrative because Dion has taken a lot of Division One players and gotten them over to Jackson State. And with us getting one in the Super Bowl, his story alone highlights and says that it is possible, as our father used to tell us young, if you're good, son, they'll come find you anywhere you are. Mm-hmm. So salute to him on that. And then the fact that uh, Tampa Bay also has a black offensive coordinator, a black quarterback coach, 
a black defensive coordinator. I say I, I, I appreciate and the diversity, and it shows that those coaches do have the ability to win. So some of the logic that they have for they're not being a you know black coaches not getting opportunities to be head coaches, Tampa Bay is doing something that's pretty historic right now. Like you say, because a, a lot of a lot of coaches, a lot of black coaches don't even get that opportunity. And you know, I don't feel like that's something that's gonna change at any point, anytime soon. And if you do get the opportunity, um, you gotta win quick because if you don't, you will lose your job. Right, but Bruce Arians is there, and like I said, you know, Byron Leverage is the quarterback coach who is a former NFL black quarterback. You know, so that that gives him an opportunity because he understands what a black quarterback needs to do to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw, like I said, Tampa Bay's we saw Tampa Bay's defense get after Aaron Rodgers early. Mm which kind of haunted Aaron Rodgers. We've also seen the black defensive coordinators put emphasis on putting your helmet on the ball. So if we pay attention to what a lot of these turnovers come on, come to, it's not that the running backs aren't holding on to the football or the wide receivers, but if his helmet gets on that football, you don't have any control once you're getting hit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit harder to secure it. So do you secure the football or do you secure your hands at that point? I'll secure the football. Yeah, but if the hip football is where it's supposed to be, where you're where you're toting it, right? If it's in the right hand, you're toting the football in the right place, and you go to get hit, and he actually gets his helmet on the football. And then how do you do? How do you teach your your running backs or your receivers to adjust to that? It ain't much you can really do. How do you so, teach somebody how to adjust to getting somebody? If somebody put their head on the ball, they put their head on the ball. You, you know. You, you got to like, play the next down. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Exactly. And so that's what they're doing. So, like I said, Byron Love, which is the offensive coordinator there, Ty Bowles is the defensive coordinator, and Keith Armstrong is the special teams coach. So we know the matchup is set. Tampa Bay advanced to the Super Bowl. They will be playing it in Tampa. They will face Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs, who are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And we saw them be Buffalo. Now, we, what I did respect is Buffalo never quit. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we saw a team in Buffalo that we say, okay, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like they played and didn't deserve to be there. The score was 38-24. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes. And their defense. And, of course. But defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. So... Patrick Mahomes has weapons. He has the fastest man in the NFL. He has a tight end that's already pretty much on his way to the Hall of Fame. Because they do what you need them to do. Kansas City put up 21 points in the second quarter. So, they were down nine. Um, Buffalo scored nine in the first quarter. They only scored three in the second. Kansas City put up 21 in the second quarter, 10 in the third seven in the fourth quarter. And it was just like easy money. So, um, but it's, that's, think, he just make it look easy. Like everything, <laughs> everything with him is effortless, right? Like he don't, he don't put much effort behind what he do. He just do it. You know what I'm saying? 
flick of the wrist throws. Like I, uh, I was, you know, you know, I went went over yesterday. I also, we should start off. Happy birthday to our pops. Today is our father's. Uh, how old he turned? Seventy nine. Sixty five. Sixty five. <laughs> something like that. Sixty fifth birthday. So I was over there with Uncle Marvin, and he was like, he, he was very confident in Josh Allen's ability. And the Buffalo defense, he was like, how they going to cover, t- uh, not Tay Diggs, but uh, not Quandre Diggs either, but Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. He like, how they going to cover Stephon Diggs? And I was just like, man, I, I believe in Patrick Mahomes. And the imposter was like, well, if you blitz him, you can beat him. I was like, I, I seen two plays, two plays, and it was in the second quarter, right, when they scored the 21st point. Two plays. On one drive where he was sacked, he slid to the left and threw a perfect, threw a perfect pass. One to Travis Kelsey, and I think the other one was to Tyreek Hill. And, and it might not have been the second one, might not have been the Tyreek Hill. But the fact of the matter is, there is no stopping him. He is six five, six six, big. You have him in your clutches. He can still slide up out of it and throw a pass, pinpoint accuracy at any angle, right? Right. It, what Patrick Mahomes can do is different. And he's going to be without injury in four or five years. We're already going to be talking about him in the Hall of Fame. Because what Tom Brady did, I feel like Tom, he ran Tom Brady out of the AFC. I feel like Tom Brady said, hey, if I'm going to play him, I'm playing him in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl. I feel like he got Tom Brady to F up out of there. Right? No cap. I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. I truly believe Patrick Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks. That every every time he steps into the game, you're saying it's a shootout. And if he gets a rolling, it's over for us. Because no matter how good my quarterback is, I don't think Deshaun Watson can, can keep up with him when he's shooting when he's shooting shots. I don't think the Dak can do it. I'm talking about the young quarterbacks. We know Lamar Jackson is not in the same caliber as him, right? And I'm just giving you young African American quarterbacks, right? I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not even going to go into the Josh Allen's and the others, but the, even the young African-American quarterbacks, when Patrick Mahomes is on the road, it's tough to beat him. He also has a great offensive coordinator. I was trying to say that to him. I was like, man, listen, Andy Reid, you know, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid is pushing himself to go in that same category for our generation because Andy Reid been around a long time. Andy Reid has been, been – he's taking two different teams to Super Bowls, Right. If right. I'm not mistaken, the Eagles, the Eagles were always right there, never can get over the hump. Uh-huh. Was it his fault or was it Donovan McNabb's? Uh, Looking like it's Donovan McNabb's now. Well, a young Patrick Mahomes is getting you over the hump. Right, and here, and here young, he young Patrick Mahomes ain't never had a to. Travis Kel- Travis Kelsey is for sure a Hall of Famer. We agree on that. To was different. To top three all time, true or false. True. He has Tyreek Hill that that can go, right? He has a receiver that he knows how to put the ball where he needs it because his receiver can go. Like, no one's out running it. Facts. Right? Facts. He has, he has other receivers that do their jobs. And as he said, he, he has a tight end that will get open for him. He has, Period. He has a Hall of Famer. All right? Right. We, we, we both agree on that, right? Absolutely. Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. All right? It's just not the same as having the T.O. Right, nothing against okay. Travis Kelsey, but we're not gonna we're not gonna say right now Travis Kelsey is top five all time. I, I, I can't say that. Nothing against well, Travis. Well, as far as numbers goes, because he just passed Gronk um, for the most reception yards and you know most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season, including in the postseason. But look, he is going to be statistically in most categories. Now, I like Travis. 
Is Travis like watching the Uncle Shay Shay? No. Or Tony. Oh, yeah, or Tony. Or Antonio Tony. Gates. Antonio Gates. You you just uh, saying Gronk. Tony so, Gonzalez. Or even Jason Witten. So look, you just got that's five right there, right? And if we went down the list, we probably could find you five more, right? And not and we're not knocking uh Travis Kelsey. I'm just telling you that tight end position, you know. And again, he's different. And he's he's gonna be one of the you know, as Uncle Shay Shay say about, you know, when Jason Witten finally gets in, Travis is gonna be one of the few that's gonna get to sit at the table with Uncle Shay Shay that gotta read. You know, so we acknowledge those points and I agree with you. It's it's not like it's not like he has a, a Moss or Jerry Rice or a Megatron or mm. Fitzgerald Mm-mm. in the slots. I a hundred percent agree. So think about picking up that type of weapon even more how 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 lethal he would be. Because you can blitz Patrick Mahomes. One thing we've understood about him because I saw him in Denver. I saw him in Denver three years ago, and he's literally calm, cool, and collective all of the time. Like, it so, does not matter. He so you say he get no deal? Huh? So you say he need no deal? I, I don't. He he needs an Odell-like talent. He doesn't need an Odell because I don't know if Odell's maturity matches his and the fact that he be chilling like it ain't really like he the star but he don't need the attention and if you watched him yesterday which i was gonna cut to when josh allen actually they they took him down at the last second because they finally blew the whistle dead or he didn't go down he was once 55 i think it was tackled him kind of late kind of pulled him down it was in the motion right because it wasn't really it didn't he didn't get a penalty for a late hit on the quarterback Mm -hmm. so it was in the motion of in momentum they blew the ball dead he threw josh allen through the football back at at him his offensive line came at him mahomes on the sideline was getting his teammates back Mm -hmm. you know his energy is like high but it's never high negative and so he needs a receiver that can play within that Kansas City system, that can play with the Mahomes and understand Mahomes is that guy. You just add to it if you come here. And I don't think Odell is – I don't think he's built for being number two. Does that make sense? I mean, you're always going to be number two if you play with a good quarterback, right? If that right. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, like, after he played with his best friend, he wasn't happy. You know, I, I, there is no making him happy. I'm just saying, you said uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a top-tier number one receiver because mm-hmm. no matter what nobody tells me about uh, Tyreek Hill, that's not he, – he runs he runs routes built for his speed. Right. He's, when we talk about Tyreek Hill, we're never going to put him in the category with Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Megatron, Larry Fitzgerald. Man. Like, those are not, you know, even if we go back, but Michael Lark, like, we're not having those conversations about Tyreek Hill. Like, we, he does what he needs to do within that Kansas City organization because he is fast. He's fast. So he doesn't have to run perfect routes. Or it's not like he's made it, – it's not like we're going to be like – He's going to have his own category. Like, when we talk about Moss, you got Moss. Mm-hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's it's nothing against him, but we're just saying for somebody like Patrick Mahomes who has the ability to stay in the court in the pocket, look at his options in the pocket. He's usually going to make good decisions with the football. For the most part. We know his quarterback IQ is high. We know if he has to scramble, he has the ability to scramble and make big plays with his legs. Mm-hmm. We don't get the you know, he doesn't have an inconsistent arm like a Lamar Jackson. We haven't seen this at the quarterback position. We've seen Mike Vick level talent. Not always the most accurate. Michael Vick was also a lefty, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think people think about that because we know coaching lefties is a little bit different than coaching a right-handed quarterback. Everything is different. Everything flipped. So we, we, we didn't see, we saw the athletic ability. We saw natural raw talent in a Michael Vick, that we knew that didn't always understand the defense. Mm-hmm. We knew always didn't, you know, couldn't, didn't always sit in the pocket to give itself an opportunity to hit his targets. We've seen Cam Newton. We've seen Cam, and we, at the beginning of Cam's career, we were like, okay, Cam is evolving at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen Cam sometimes take off when he should have sat in the pocket a little longer and gave himself a chance to, to hit his targets. We just don't see that with Mahomes. We and see and a he's more never, like you said. He's court. never rattled. I think that's what gets me. Is he just never rattled? You look at him. Yeah. He's perfectly calm. He's okay. He's come on. You know. Yeah. So with him, it's kind of like it is what it is. But just to wrap that up, you know, as we told you guys in Tampa, you will have the Super Bowl, which will feature. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. They've played five times. They're tied 2-2. He beat Mahomes in 2018 in the AFC Championship and during the regular season. And Mahomes beat beat him twice as well. So now it's basically the fifth time the two of them match up at the quarterback position. This is a different Super Bowl matchup that we haven't seen. So we will get a different ball game. We have two teams with two tough defenses. I, I like the quarterback play. I feel like it's gonna come down to uh, a def- for both one defense gonna have to get a stop, but it's gonna come down to who has the ball last. Who got a last? Is it Patty or is it Tom? Plain and simple. So we will we will find out who will be the new Super Bowl champion on February the second. Fourth and eight, uh, fourth and eight in the red zone. Everybody's going for it. I mean, like, I don't know what Green Bay's coach was thinking about, but I don't even well, know. Well, you name. know, and David that could LaFleur. be part of the reason why that you know Aaron Rodgers is like he's going to take some time. He doesn't know what's to come next. So, um, there's there's reasons that we see something, but. We know that the Super Bowl will feature Brady and Holmes, um, history in the making. So, you know, that that's what we know. So um, January has been, well, the last 12 months pretty much has been difficult. But we are a podcast and we are journalists trained. And we would be remiss not to mention the fact that legendary host Larry King did pass away uh, of COVID. So uh, rest in peace, Larry King. 
Larry King has done TV and radio out of Miami for years. Um, Larry King had battled cancer and a variety of other things. And Larry King, to me, Mr. Shaw, I don't know if you were aware of this, but Larry King had had like six wives. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> so Larry, but, but he was, you know, when it comes to late night television, you know Larry King. touching Larry King live. Yeah. Known for the old school microphone. Yep. And he began Larry King live on CNN in 1985. 85. So he didn't leave until 2010. He had a very long career, over 6,000 shows taped. So for anybody that's a journalist and you are learning the art of doing this, radio, whether it's radio or podcast or TV, uh, Larry King is a legend. So be sure to go Google some Larry King interviews on YouTube. Take a few moments and watch them to help develop your skills, to help develop your interviewing skills. He sat down with everybody from Vladimir Putin to, you know, George W. Bush. He's talked to presidents. He's talked to vice presidents. He's done it. You know, it's definitely um, somebody to look into. Mm-hmm. Also, Mr. Shaw, um, I feel like we started this January like we started last January. We lost the home run king itself, Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. So Hank Aaron also passed. For those that don't know, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's home run record, the 7:15 mark. He was 80 years old. Um, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record. Later for us to watch Barry Bonds and to go get it and break his record. So he was known as the home run king in baseball. So it was, you know, it's always difficult when a legend dies, right? It lets us know, especially like when you grow up and that's like what you pay attention to and you catch the highlights. And this was a time, you know, he was a brave. This was a time when the country was just starting to to, to see us, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have a player like him that comes in and has a 23-year career with 755 home runs. So he's a legend. And like I said, we've seen that in the making. His record was broke by the great Barry Bonds, who hit 762. So rest in power to Hank Aaron. And Mr. Shaw, I hate to even have to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but... There will be a two-hour tribute and celebration on The Jump tomorrow on ESPN celebrating the life and the legacy of Kobe Bryant one year after his death. Um, I hate seeing the pictures of Kobe on Instagram. Oh, Is it just me? I ain't seen them. I, I'm glad I got strippers on mine. So you never get him in your search bar? No, I'll be seeing. No, no, I'll be seeing Bean and Gianna. I mean, and Yana, say Gianna. Gianna. Um, I am fast to go get a picture of Bean and Gianna, though. You know what I'm saying? I want that. I want that. That I want to be that type of father. You know what I'm saying? Like to have three girls and four. Four girls. Where the fourth girl come from? The baby was really small. She wasn't, I don't think she was six months old. 
She was yeah. Hold on, hold on. It, but it was just him and, and Gianna in the plane, right? Yeah, him and G, him and Gigi were in the plane. Yeah, okay. I used for the tape before loop. I was gonna have to cry all over again. Uh, uh-uh. him and Gigi were in the plane. Um, but you, but you know, having a little girl now, it's like you know, I, not that I want her to play ball or nothing like that, but I was listening to one of the rappers. He was just saying, sitting in the room with Kobe and Gianna, picture talking to his daughters. It's like that's a bond, you know. Well, well, your daughter just want to be around her daddy. Your daughter just want to spend time with her daddy. Yeah. So obviously, Kobe's daughter was had a little bit of she had a little bit of mama mentality, and since she was tough, and you know, having a daughter, I want her to be same way. Not again. She don't have to play sports. I would love for her to watch it with me, but it's Kobe was Kobe. Kobe goes in a different category, right? Like you know, it, after this, right? Kobe was already one of the greats. He was legendary. Kobe went got the academy. I feel like that's the worst. Young basketball talent won't get to know how great Kobe was. Because, like, the skills academy Kobe had, it was going to be different, right? Like, yeah, everybody go to these different – but everybody was going to try to go down there. Or if you if you was anybody and you had a son with a little basketball talent or a daughter – because, obviously, you know the camp's open to, to girls as well because he has daughters. So, I feel like that's something we truly going to miss. And I was watching a clip – of Tony Allen talking about Kobe, uh, uh, probably like a week or two ago, and Tony Allen was just like, he was like, uh, me and Kobe never really talked on the court, but off the court, Kobe said Tony Allen was probably defending him the toughest. He's probably the hardest person to defend Kobe, and Tony Allen was like, man, after Kobe telling that, maybe I'm gonna give me a, de- a defensive skills academy. Like his legacy and what he brought to the game gonna last forever. And I, I'm just upset young, the younger generation won't get to know how great Kobe is, but I feel like people like LeBron and D-Wade won't let them forget. And other NBA players there now, but it's 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 tough to have to say Kobe is gone, right? It's tough not to we, – we don't we won't get to see his ceremony speech and him, right? Like he had to get inducted to the Hall of Fame last year, right? Like it's just right. different. It's just different. But well, it's shout out to Kyrie Irving who pulled up before the Brooklyn Nets game tonight in his Kobe Lakers eight original jersey. You know when he was wearing eight before he changed over to twenty four. Um, I think that as we do with living legends, I think that Kobe's legacy will forever live on because I think many of us who watched Kobe, who grew up with Kobe, we were for, we will forever be inspired and. If if Ellie ever picks up a basketball, I will definitely be right there with her, teaching her about work ethic. Okay, and let's go to break. You start talking about putting the basketball in my daughter's hands. Come on. Do what? We got to go to break. You start talking about putting basketball in my daughter's hands. I said if she ever decides to pick up a basketball, you gonna, you going to leave me. you going to quit listening. Me and you going to fight about my niece, okay? <laughs> Y'all, it is time for us to go ahead and take a break. We will be back after this message. This is your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Shout Town Show. We'll be right back. But look. <laughs> 